Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Caraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? Amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. With me as always, DJ Mark. What's up? Also joining me this week, Lavender Gooms. So I had an interesting ride back from uh, work today. So Mm. as you guys know, I've got uh, Sandra, the scooter, and I've encountered a new issue that happens uh, in the middle of winter when you're drive when you're riding down uh, 15 miles per hour mm. with uh, just your sunglasses as a as an eye cover you uh you start tearing up a bit yeah bob <laughs> mike were you raised in a barn you want to say hi to our listeners this is how i'm saying hi bobby i'm doing this new thing where i'm giving either little anecdotes or little stories about my life how about hi i had a strange ride today hi i had a strange ride today so anyway as i was saying I realized that when you're cruising down at 15 miles per hour and there's a bitter wind literally smacking you in the face, you really start tearing up. And halfway down the ride, I was crying, like not, not crying at like I watched the walk to remember, but I was tearing up like a mother effer. And when I stopped at a red light at one point, it was fully like the tears were coming down from how much the, the, the wind was in my face. And... It was so noticeable. I actually had uh, an old lady say, "Hi, sir, are you okay?" So that was. Oh uh, boy! You got You're not wearing your glasses when you're riding. Your yeah, sunglasses. You were wearing. I, I was wearing my glasses, was? glasses, and it was still that. Uh, it was oh, still you, that nippy. You need some. Uh, I don't know something more yeah. cover. Cover you a bit you more. Need some, you some need some riding goggles. You need some Rambus. You need some but Rambus here, goggles up there, baby. Okay. But here's the thing, and I thought about that, but then I thought I'm already wearing gloves. As I as I ride, you know, because it gets nippy, and I thought, what well, what's next? Do I get like a, a a paperboy hat and a scarf, and I'm basically just have the attire of someone who rides cars in the 1920s? You're not wearing a helmet. Can't do that. No, he does wear a helmet. I mean, okay. And a helmet, yeah. I guess I forgot about that. Might be overkill. Full mask helmet, like you're you're riding a rice rocket. <laughs> <laughs> on the scooter, it might look a little overkill. Can you still say least... Rice Rocket? Honest question. <laughs> I don't think you can. <laughs> uh, I just did it. I just did it. Who's stopping me? Who's stopping me? Okay, a powerful motorcycle that is made from a Japanese manufacturer. <laughs> just, I think I think you're good with Crotch Rocket. Oh, okay, that's fair. Okay, Crotch Rocket. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the way to go. It makes us all sound better. Um, besides that, Mike, how you doing? Um, I'm doing good, Bobby. And you? I can't complain too much. You know, a little cold outside. Got some sniffles, but you know, it's just that time of year. Oh, uh, oh a... fucking San Francisco. How cold can it be? Yo, it was 37 this morning when I was walking that dog. Okay. And let me That's tell you, that cool. is that is not the right attire. That, my attire of basketball shorts okay, and a hoodie was, I mean, Mike... By the grace of God, I wasn't wearing slides, okay? That's it, right? By the grace of God, all right? All right? That was me this morning walking this dog. I mean, I felt feeling bad for her, but she didn't seem to give a fuck how cold it was. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's, uh, let's talk about 
this fight card that nobody watched because, quite frankly, there was a better boxing match on TV. And, yeah, anyway. Ketlin Vieira, Misha Tate, uh, at the apex. Five hard rounds, Marcus. You're the only one who picked Ketlin right. Not sure how confident you were. Not sure how confident any of us were, quite frankly. Um, I think she was the favorite, wasn't she? Like, small, like slight favorite? Yeah, I honestly don't remember what the line was last yeah. week. But it was sure. close. It was a close fight. Um, she took at least three rounds in most people's eyes. What did you think <laughs> of the fight? Uh, yeah, it was. I, I thought the booth kind of got it right in that, you know, pretty early on, you could tell that Caitlin was just like completely dominating the stand-up. She really had mastery of the distance, which is something that Tate really showed improvement on in her last fight. Um, her ability to get in and out of the pocket, score punches and get out. But Caitlin just dominated that, you know, anytime Misha came in, she met her with a jab. You know, if Misha sat on the outside, she was able to, you know, circumvent the distance and, you know, land good shots there. You know, the standup was all her and the booth was a little critical of her performance just because they thought as I did myself that, you know, she could have put it on Misha a little bit more. And she did in the later rounds. I think she, she realized, you know, she's dominating her on the feet. Tate had tried a couple of takedowns unsuccessfully um, in the fourth round. Tate was able to, to get her down for a second, but Caitlin was able to get right back up. Uh, and I think once she kind of, got past the respecting of Misha Tate and kind of, you know, fighting the legend or that, you know, uh, Misha has around her, um, you know, she was able to put some good work in, especially in those, those last two rounds. And, and by, you know, for the most part, it was kind of a, a technical stand-up fight. Um, and then in the fifth, it, it kind of turned into a little bit more of a dog fight. That's really where the damage started to accumulate on Misha's face. And if you know Misha, and I mean, one of the things that I really love about her as a fighter is like, she has heart for days. Like she does not stop, you know, busting her up will not deter her at all. Um, but it was just an accumulation of her not being able to get the fight in positions where she was going to be strong, you know? So Marcus, I, I think so, you can, Marcus, yeah. sorry, who interrupt? What was the fight Misha had where it looked like, a, like she had an alien growing out of her head. You remember that one? Where like the whole side of her head was just in. Yeah. I honestly, was don't it, um, she had some, what's the name? Of it? She it was, might've been Pennington. I was going to think maybe, I I'm thought maybe, sure. I thought it was Kedzie. Did I invent okay. that fight? No, they maybe. Fought. I thought Kedzie, <laughs> I, kicked, I thought Kedzie sure. kicked her upside the head, but sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, a tough loss for Misha because, you know, this was her whole big comeback. You know, a lot of the promotion leading up to this fight was, you know, Tate 2.0, her run to the title. I think if she would have won this fight, she would have been, you know, I think there's a lot of easy promotion for her and Nunes to have like a rematch. Uh, and Caitlin kind of, you know, spoiled that. But I don't think at the end of the day, like, I think like Tate's done. I think that she still, she showed a lot of heart. She showed a lot of willingness to just be in there. I think when you, when you look back at the Raquel Pennington fight, you can just tell she just didn't have the fire in her anymore. But even in a losing effort here, she still had that fire. You can tell that she still wanted it. She went after it. She tried to get it done and just, you know, came up a little short. So, um, yeah, I, I think Caitlin's right there. Uh, you know, I, I think a fight with her and Amanda Nunes is, you know, bound to happen. Maybe she has to win one more. I don't know. She's on a pretty good run, uh, but she did lose her fight before this one. So I got some. And I think I got some breaking yeah. news here. Sure. One of the heathens in New York City jumped the barricade at Monday Night Raw and, tr- and tackled Seth Rollins. Heathens. Oh, no. Heathens. What? These bums. Probably this in Brooklyn. Probably from Manhattan. I mean, probably from Washington Heights. Actually, let's be honest. Jump. Yeah, they tackled the dude. The security was much nicer than they need to be. 
Because I've seen old, like at the time, like a fan tried to jump into the ring. And Triple H, Triple H, whoops Triple it, H yeah. threw him in the air. The guy landed on top of his head. Then Triple H just started beating the fuck out of him. And then Earl Hebner started stomping on him. Anyway, um, I know this wasn't related to anything, but literally just popped Damn. up. All, all the MMA reporters were just like, oh, shit. Um, I didn't have it, and I didn't have the TV on. You could, I mean, I don't, not much of it was on TV. Um, Mike, you could have gone to this event. Mike, you almost went to this. I almost <laughs> you did. Been that guy. You could have held him back. <laughs> oh, wait, what? No, I would not have been that guy. You could have held him Mike, back. Mike, when they're all distracted getting him, then you slide in. Sneak attack. Nah, man, look, man, look. New York Nick tickets are way too expensive. So the only way I get some NBA action in in any given season is I got to go to the Barclays. Mm, I can't get banned okay. from the Barclays. Hey, I, I bet you could have jumped on these uh, Knicks-Lakers tickets for tonight when the LeBron got suspended. <laughs> the resale mar- market would have also been very nice for that. Um. Anyway, I sorry, Mark. I I, I just it was I saw this pop up. Every MMA reporter just was tweeting about it. So I got Twitter open while we do the show in case something actually happens. Apparently, this is what's happening. Um, what's our guest, guys? Crazy person? Uh, incel? Who's in, or is it, would it be an incel if they're in love with his wife? I'm pretty much betting on somebody being in love with his wife. That's what I'm going with here. What do you got, Oh, shit. Mike is now ignoring me. Okay, Mark, let's go back to the fight. Well, okay. I mean, you, to be fair, you, you're the one that brought this. He's looking at the video footage, obviously. And very not, the guy, Mark, the it. guy went for like a spear on him. Like, Yo, and he's mm, like on the ramp. Different. So like the guy like... Got the high ground. <laughs> Not for nothing. That was a good forward tackle by that man. Yeah. And then Rawl- and then there's like footage from the fans you can find. Um, mm-hmm. Lance, uh, Lance Storm is complaining that they didn't beat him up bad enough. He came Lance- out of nowhere. Anyway, people will now have seen this at this point. Anyway, so Ketlin won. Misha, I let's just say it. We're booking her and Aspen Lad, right? What way is Aspen at? We're going to fight, right? I think so. If not, she's way to 135. Yeah. She She could be 25 and not hitting it. I don't know. She is number six at 135. She's number five at 135. Let's just do it. Yeah, why not? They've they've been building beef. There's not a lot of that in this division. So, yeah, I mean, why not? Um, But, yeah, overall, it it was a decent fight. It wasn't a barn burner. um, So I don't don't blame you guys for for zoning out. But uh, it looked good. Well, I zoned out. Mike, did you zone out too? No, I watched. I watched the fight. Yeah, I mean, it was it was, it was all right. That, yeah. Deep analysis there, there. Way to go. Um, <laughs> Mike's just wild looking for fight replays of this motherfucker tackling a wrestler. That's what's happening I mean, I, now. I, I, I found a pretty good angle, but I want to find some more angles because you know people people record at, all this. Uh, Mike at Landstorm. That's where you got to go. Um, Landstorm. I'm yes. on the case. So yeah, Ketlin Vieira, Mark, Mark. I think it's just a, a one fight win streak. I don't think this was anything. Yeah, she lost her fight before this. So, I mean, her her ranking was fairly high. So, I don't know, you know, how I mean, much she was. I don't know if this it, is. But. Was she seven before or is she seven now? Do we know when they update this stupid rankings? She was seven before Tate was eight. So, so she yeah, should uh, be going up. So, Yana Kuniskaya is six. I think Yana's pregnant with uh, mm. her. And, and that her, was her last fight that she Yeah, lost, her and so. Tiago are. Tiago Santos are having a kid. So, mazel tov to them. Um, number five is Aspen. Mm. Uh, number four is Pena, who's fighting the champion. I don't know what Irene Aldana is up to. She's number three. Mm, her and Ketlin okay. Vieira. Um, that could be something. And it's going to be a fight where Ketlin is going to avoid striking like it's nobody's business, I think, if you're fighting Irene. Cause, sure. I mean, we got we got to try to build a contender here, right? Yeah, I, I think uh, her and Irene make sense. Tate and 
Lad maybe just makes sense because they have the heat because maybe rankings wise because yeah. I, I imagine it's going to go down. But like five those and... are those seem like good matches to make. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I think let's uh, take advantage of the weird, one weird storyline we got going on. Yeah, why not? It got kind of weird. Also, Misha's like, I don't think fighters should coach should date their coaches. I'm like, what? How many arguments? Are, how much of a problem do you have with this woman? Like, how, it seems like she has an issue with Aspen Lad's entire way of life. It's it's interesting. Every She's been very it. critical. Of everything. Been, uh, has has, has Aspen Lad ever said any bad things about Misha Tate? Like Aspen Lad is just walking her dogs, say? man. That's it. She's just walking her dogs. That's what's happening with Aspen Lad. Yeah, I don't know. It's we. It's almost like Misha was setting up a fight with this person. Maybe she thought because Aspen was ranked ahead of her, she was setting it up. You know, yeah, it could be. maybe but, she should have uh, been more focused on Ketlin. Um, Marcus with uh, Kiesa and Brady in the co-main event. Mm -hmm. I came out of this thinking, the part I saw at least, I'm like, Kiesa looks a little better on his feet than he normally does, I thought. I didn't think he mm -hmm. won. So it was interesting to say about a guy who's now lost two straight, um, and he lost this one to a a young a young prospect. You know, I, I mean, Brady's got a good record. But I'm not too down on Kiesa after this. I don't know about you. What do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, this was really a, the first deep look I got at Sean uh, Bradley, and for a guy that's 14 now 15 and 0 like you can see where, where his skill set's strong and it's really in the grappling you know he really won this uh fight by utilizing his wrestling you know he was able to get on Kiesa's hips quite often uh get him down and really just back control and at the end of the day it's like he definitely won these rounds in, in the third uh Kiesa really you know on the feet went after it and, and scored a lot of good punches but then you know, Sean was just able to neutralize all of that, got him on the hips, got him back down. And Kiesa, who's like a very high level grappler, who's really good at scrambling, who's really good at finding submissions himself and has good back control himself. He just really couldn't do anything. You know, once Sean Bradley had his back, you know, Kiesa was trying things to get out, you know, but Bradley had an answer for everything he did. So at the end of the day, it was like, yeah, this guy's 15 and 0. He beat a top ranked guy. But it was not exciting, you know, and, it, and it's hard to get excited for this guy. I mean, honestly, like the biggest takeaway is like this dude's got like some mad fucking tattoo art on him. He's going like full Yakuza style, which is cool and is like the most dynamic thing about him because like his fighting style wasn't really. It was just like this guy has really good fundamentals. Like he's good at wrestling. He's good at getting in the clinch, getting guys down. His stand up seems, you know, to be his his weak point um, and his controls fantastic, but it's. I didn't see anything in this fight that got me excited for his next fight, but he's up there. You know, you, you can't take that away from him. He's skilled. Yeah, I mean, he did what he had to do. I, I some people, some people talking about the eye poke, and this is just a side note. I guess they let Kiesa, Kiesa got two eye pokes in. Mm -hmm. I firmly believe you take a point away in the second eye poke, no matter what. I don't care if it yeah. was an accident or not. I think you're affecting the outcome of these fights. With I don't the... think I don't think Kiesa's a dirty fighter. Let me be clear about that. I don't no, think he's a dirty fighter. Well, I, I know you didn't see that second eye poke because it was really interesting because the first one was more of a standard like he's mm. trying to push away and, and the eyes and the mm. fingers got in the eyes. The second one, he actually was deflecting a punch. And when the punch hit Kessa's hand, it opened his hand up. Mm. And then it like so it was super inadvertent. Like he mm. wasn't like had open paws out like he had his hand shut. His hand got hit. It opened up because he okay. got hit. And then and it was it was very weird. I mean, you um, think if they took a point away, it would have been a problem. I, I Honestly, I feel like. I mean, some of this is just the way, the nature of the sport, and I remember Joe Rogan's had the same fucking tirade about how the pride gloves are uh, curved naturally and the curved UFC right. ones aren't. I don't know, I don't, I don't know why they don't try to fix, it's one of those things where they could fix, and they don't. 
I don't know, man. They all know the rules. Like, it's not like this is the first... Their first warning should be to me, like, you know, you were told the rules. The referee told you in the back. Don't lead with an open hand, you know? Part of me is like, you do anything, fucking get a point. Like, or something, but... Anyway, yeah, it didn't affect, it didn't affect the fight. I mean, I was thinking that too. Like, maybe we need to make rules where, like, you can't have an open hand in, until you're clinched or something. I mean, you could try... I don't like those rules where it's really like, okay situational like if you're in this situation you can do this and if you're not you can't do that because that was like the whole one fc with like head kicks like the referee had to tell you to do it so it's like how much was the yellow card the... how much was the yellow card in pride that's 10 percent. that's 10 percent of your check is yellow i believe so yeah what's red then i mean you don't get red cards really there's like two or three yellow oh. cards and you get disqualified on okay. i think yeah. i think i think maybe 10 is a lot but like i think they gotta put a money thing behind it yeah, I mean, the eye pokes are just weird. I mean, and like I said, like, the first one was more of your traditional, like, he had an open palm kind of thing out. The second one I'd never seen before is, like, he yeah. had his fist closed, and he literally got punched in the hand, and that caused his hand to open, and then it hit his head. It was like, that was super, you know, completely involuntary. But, like, yeah, it, it's an issue, and I don't know exactly. Yeah, again, you know, I don't think Kiesa's a dirty fighter in any regard, you know? No, and, this... and they both happened really early in the yeah. first round. So, yeah, the booth did mention, like, now Kiesa's super cautious about not having open palms to, you know, parry strikes and stuff like that. And maybe that changed to stand up, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, good win for uh, Sean. But, at, you know, this was this was his opportunity for me to get a good look at him and get excited for this high prospect who's undefeated, you know, in this weight division full of killers. And so then that, at the end of the day, I was just like, eh, I don't really care. Like, yeah. the next time I see him pop up, I'll be like, unless... It, the other guy opposing him is really interesting. I'm not going to give two shits. I, so I, I, I feel bad. I can't. My takeaway part of this was I still am amazed that Kiesa fought at 155 all those times. It's, he's sure, so big. Yeah. He's so big. He's like he's got these big fucking broad shoulders too. Um, yeah, uh, the card apparently not very good. The rest of it. So yeah, way to go. Um, there's no UFC card this week, and then next week we got Rob Font and uh, Jose Aldo. Which um, we should see if Stefan wants to join us for that one, maybe because the Rob Font's his guy. Maybe, maybe he wants to that's join true. in. Um, you got to appreciate that they're not having people cutting weight the uh, the week of Thanksgiving. It's very nice of them. And mm -hmm. just, I mean, no one's running a show this year. I mean, the only people I saw running a show on Thanksgiving week is um, one was, and they don't really give a shit. I don't. I don't know if it matters and. If there's a Thanksgiving in Thailand for something else, yeah, right? I don't think, yeah, the, the holiday. It's an American holiday, right? Yeah, I mean, there's Canadian one Thanksgiving too. Yeah, but yeah, are but you, one is are definitely an organization well, that's very Canada's Thanksgiving is in October. That's yeah, true too. But are you saying that Singaporeans don't celebrate an American holiday? You know, what? there's a lot mm -hmm. of Americans in Singapore, so some of them will be. To be honest, there's a lot. They, they, I think everybody speaks English in Singapore too. So if we have anybody, any listener in Singapore. Well, I guess you understanding what I'm saying will be confirmation about my belief about the English language over there. But um, let us know. Such you know, a stretch of our fan base. Yeah. Like, yeah, these Dude, we were doing really well in uh, in Ukraine for a while. Like, really I mean, Bobby, well. do you think we have Singapore fans after my rice rocket comment? They probably unsubscribed <laughs> I mean, right then. They're like, I mean, no, thank you, sir. Maybe don't remind them of that comment. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> it's called a callback. Okay, this is classic improv comedy right here. Um... By the way, they found a video of the man being escorted out. That guy's shirt is tore up. Um, I will say they, they didn't whoop his ass enough. Like, no, they, they the didn't whoop days, his ass at all. Yeah, honestly. again, the old days, they would have just beat his ass for you know, a good 20 minutes. <laughs> Seth Rollins should have gotten a few shots in as he was pinned down. I don't give a shit if Raw is a PG show now. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to find the egg. 
Trying, we'll, we'll talk about that later because that was still one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Um, yeah, no UFC show this week. Uh, next week, UFC is running, as I mentioned, Font and uh, Jose Aldo. And Bellator is running a pretty uh, a pretty decent fight, man. Uh, Horiguchi versus Sergio Pettis. That sounds like a good time. That might be yeah, well, that's cross promotion, out. if nothing else, too. Yes, for uh, I think it's for a belt. I thought it was because I thought Sergio was I the think champion. It's for the Bellator one because Sergio is the champion, for- right? Yeah, and I don't know if Horiguchi is still. I well, think did he might Horiguchi? Have lost. They did title versus title. Mm-hmm. Him and um, well, like I mean, he fought Caldwell in Ryzen. Well, somebody Maybe. won the other's belt. I thought he took the yeah, belt. Yeah, I'm not Caldwell. sure how it all um, shook out. Bellator champions. I mean, one of the Pitbull brothers just gave it up because he didn't want to do it anymore. So <laughs> they gave it to his brother somehow in a roundabout way. Um, yeah, there's no fight card. Um, the only news I saw is John Jones says he's 60 days sober. Um, and talking about Great, a reference yeah. to and people have pointed out that it was actually 58 days since his arrest. So, uh, mm, John, might, John might have gotten the jump on that in 60 days. Um, might have gotten the jump. Um, Bobby, you round up in math, okay? I don't think that's how it works with, uh, with sobriety. AA, yeah, with sobriety. <laughs> yeah, but you, you got to earn those coins, my friend. All the best to John Jones. Hopefully, he gets his life together because I'd like to see Stipe Miosic and him fight because Stipe That's said, cool. Stipe said, obviously, I want a trilogy with Francis, but I'd like to fight John Jones too. And Bobby Rajabi here would like to see uh, Stipe fight uh, John Jones also. Mark, what do you think? It's, it's been like yeah. two years since John Jones has fought now, right? J- Khabib has fought more recently than John Jones. I don't know how long it's been for Stipe, too. I think it's been quite Francis a while. Francis just won so. that shit, didn't he? Because we were complaining about the internet. I think it was like beginning of the Maybe. year. Maybe. I think it was beginning of the year, that, roughly. Um, that sounds like, yeah, let's just get these guys in the cage, man. I know you're just pumping out fights and it doesn't matter. And, you know, we're selling the three letters. But give me give me the guys I want to see. You know, Stipe's got another eight years. He's a heavyweight. You should probably pay John Jones. You know? John might be willing to take less money. He doesn't have a manager. That is not 10% of his check is not going to somebody else. You and mounting legal fees. That's true. He does have that too. Hey, Henry Cejudo, we don't know how much he charges for that gym yet either. So anyway. Um, all right. So we got fuck all to talk about. Um, so Mike wants to do a talk. I want to talk about Thanksgiving. <laughs> do we want to do yes. that at the end or stuff we this like the first? Nah, do we stuff man, we let's, love? Do Let, let's do it yeah. now, Matt. Come on, man. We, we can't have... Uh, okay. Stuff we like not be the last thing. All right. So what are we arguing mm-hmm. here? That is our uh, favorite sides. Well, it's 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 the week of Thanksgiving, Bobby, and it's a time of giving thanks and being grateful. So there's no arguments here. No answers are wrong. But you know, I figured you know we could take a few minutes and just talk about uh, our three favorite sides um, that we all like to have during Thanksgiving. We're talking traditional Obviously. sides, right? Not the immigrant stuff. Your parents and my parents have put at the table on this holiday. No, of course I'm talking about the immigrant stuff as well. Oh, okay. All right. I am the traditional one, Bobby. <laughs> if, I'm if the you white notice, over here. If you notice, I said that we like at our Thanksgiving table. You know what? At this point, we've kind of kicked all the immigrant stuff out of my family. <laughs> hey, we used to have rice at the table. Do you still have rice at your table? I mean, I mean shoot. I, I assume Mark had some ethnic stuff. You know, Greek. I, I, I thought he normally, you know, like maybe all he right. uh so what are we gonna you wanna go in order like everybody or? someone says one, then the next person says one, we go like that? Or are we going everybody? Yeah, sure. Um uh, and I can start it off yeah. as I'm the one that brought it up in uh in the chat. And I'm gonna start it off real fucking ethnic. Um you know, we can't even count rice. So obviously <laughs> you gotta have the rice on. That's the not side. a side anyway. That's just a you know, 
landing zone for food. <laughs> it's, it's just a landing zone. <laughs> it's a nice, it's a nice motto in my in my household uh, as well. So, yeah. so you know, uh, black uh, black beans and uh and, and white rice. But anyway, uh, for me, it's gonna be, and this is very specific, at least for me, empanada with white cheese inside. What kind of cheese is white cheese? Uh, so it's a uh, it's a Dominican cheese. Um, it's a cheese that you can actually fry. So um, you put that cheese inside the empanada. You fry that bitch up, and it is a it is a cholesterol spike waiting to happen. But it is delicious. You you uh you gave me when I was staying at your house one time. You did for breakfast. There was you made a little bit of that cheese. Yeah, it was. I got Marcus cheese. You can put in a frying pan and actually fry. It's pretty good, but it doesn't melt instantly. Just putting that out and, there. I'm a big fan of any cheese, so it sounds for, great. For a lot of the Latin, well, for any of the Latin people that are listening, the reason why I said for me this is what I enjoy is that most people, they like their empanadas to have some ground beef in it. Um, me personally, I love uh, the empanada with the white cheese in it. And if you are someone who likes your empanadas with ground beef and raisins in it, go fuck off. I all thought right, this which was all about Thanksgiving, but uh, I agree with the raisins. Well, I'm not I'm a not, raisin fan. I'm not arguing with you guys. I'm arguing with this hypothetical person. I'm not giving you any raisin. pushback on this. I'm uh, agreeing with you. I'm raisin. in line with the pitchfork. <laughs> Are we anti-raisin in general or just anti-raisin in this current usage here? Unless it's covered in chocolate, I don't need it around me. And if they're from California. Are we just I, okay, whoa, I like whoa, the whoa. fictional California whoa. dancing uh, raisins. But the actual... I, I, said I'm, I said I'm okay with California. Okay, I was going to say. Exactly. I mean, Same. they're a goddamn national treasure. I, I like the treasure. marketing behind them. I don't know if I actually like them themselves. but um, I'm going to say stuffing. And if you think about it, I'm going very plain here. Um, I Personally, I make a sourdough stuffing, um, which is quite good. But I can't do that this year because my only responsibility is to make sure the house doesn't burn down while we're frying this turkey. That's what I was told. I said it is are my fault. It was told. Are you my doing the thing where you fry it in the uh, the like the, the driveway? Is that how you're supposed to do it? We're doing it in the backyard. But yes, okay. I'm taking. I'm bringing my fire extinguisher with me because <laughs> damn, my parents. There's no way their fire extinguisher is up to code. All right, <laughs> I know my family. Okay, um, I love stuffing, and on its most basic level. It's just bread with broth. <laughs> like it's pretty much crunchy bread. It's crunchy bread. Yeah, it's just. So, so how do you? But there's more, there's always more to it. It's not just yes. the bread. So what do you have? Like sausage, nuts. What what is the well? Okay, if, if, if I'm stuffing? making my uh, my my version of it, which I'm not gonna have this year, a little bit sad about that. Um, so you use sourdough bread. You're making your own. You know, you're not buying the mix. Okay. You got to get some breakfast sausage, specifically. You know, you need some Gruyere cheese. You need some bacon. And then, you know, onion, celery, garlic. You pull right. it together with some eggs. That's my, that's my version of, Sounds good. of, of uh, stuffing. Doesn't so, sound bad. Yeah, that's, uh, I love stuffing, though. I, I honestly, I will fuck up some stovetop, too. No problem, Okay. <laughs> Like I, I, when I found out how easy it is to make stuffing, I was like, I don't need to know this. I could like just make stuffing in fucking March. Like this can be part of my meal. Like it's just kind of just carbs <laughs> that just it's not good for you on any level. But I love stuffing. Marcus, what do you got? Uh, yeah, for my first one, I'm gonna keep it really 
extremely basic even after stuffing uh and this is really something to combat the turkey because if i'm being honest the the main course of a thanksgiving meal being the turkey i've always found very underwhelming as far as poultry goes Agreed. i think turkey is like you know the lowest tier i'd rather have a chicken or a duck or i can't think of any other poultry besides those two but game those quarters, game hen a quail i don't know if i've had quail and hunt and maybe i had quarters uh it's just a little before. chicken yeah yeah that's right. fine. They're, those are all juicier and i think the the, the main issue with turkey is that it, it can t- it can tend to be very dry now there are certain ways that you can cook it i've had turkeys that weren't very dry but you know i think when you deal with a big slab of white turkey meat um it can be very dry and kind of unpleasant i think the obviously um, the gravy helps greatly but one of my favorite sides because what i'll do with that turkey is i'll make little sandwiches so i like the dinner rolls a hawaiian sweet roll is even better but you know we can turn you know a couple slabs of turkey into a bunch of little mini sandwiches uh i greatly enjoy that more than just having just a straight up turkey and gravy even though I, you know with with the gravy it does help with with the dryness but yeah overall and and you if you get the dark meat you know the dark meat of the turkey isn't as bad as the the white meat but it tends to be a lot of white meat it tends to be very dry i find it not super uh, yeah, appealing dude. turkey but is I tough throw man. that yeah, I throw that in a dinner roll with some butter or something or stuffing, like you said, some of the other accoutrements that you might have at your Thanksgiving uh, dinner. You make yourself a couple little sandwiches, a couple little sliders, if you will. And I found that to be quite pleasant and really has elevated the Thanksgiving meal for myself. We're a very pro Kings of Hawaiian uh, podcast, folks. Oh, yes. Yes. Those are top tier. Those are top um, tier. Also, Stefan's not here. He's Filipino. That's pretty much just, I mean, as my understanding, it is just mandatory. To, yeah. to have the king's hawaiian around yeah hey i think that's a lot better than your classic dinner roll but a yeasty kind of dinner roll will also get the, the job done absolutely well. um yeah turkey man like i'm frying it this year and that that does help I i've think never had it turkey and I've it never is had a, it, yeah. it's a little better but at the end of the day you're dealing with a very like, difficult stubborn poultry yeah like i've done a smoked turkey you know myself mm-hmm. and like when i do it like I like using my smoker, but what I have to do to it essentially is I have like one of those like I know what's called an injector. What do you what do you call when you put the fucking yeah? It's a syringe, you, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I get I, I'm essentially pumping it full of two sticks of butter mixed with Cajun yep. seasoning. That's what's going in there, and it's delicious. But I really had to do a lot of stuff to make this thing delicious. Yeah, you, you, kind you, of you, a just, you give me a chicken thigh with some fucking salt. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you just great. think about how much work all these families across the nation are putting in to end up with kind of a shitty dry, you know, like people try really, you know, they're spending all day basing that thing, trying to get it juicy and maybe it's, it's all right at best, but it's like, we're really, everyone's fighting an uphill battle. So if you find yourself on that battle, this, it's this almost year, like you're putting it, you're almost just trying to prove yourself to your relatives. It feels like, like I can not fuck this up. That's really the purpose of the turkey at this point. I mean, no one's first choice is this. Um, I feel I feel we should uh, start a petition where we change it from a Thanksgiving turkey to a nice Thanksgiving T-bone. Well, I mean, I'm about you're kind of just leading me into my second one. So you want to do yours and then I'll go because I'm going to tell you what what the Rajabi family has done. But now wait. All right. So I know I brought up this category, but now I need to ask something based off what you're thinking of saying. Hmm. Are we allowed to say another protein is a side? I'm about to shit on ham and talk about what we do in our family. So go do whatever you want. There's no rules of this. What do you like? Three things on Thanksgiving. That's what we're doing. All right. So <laughs> I mean, 
we'll go we'll make it very liberal and it's funny you're about to shit on ham because what i'm going to say is hell i i will say this is my favorite thing uh, on thanksgiving and i'm putting it number two is bedni which is, is it's a type of pork um in mm. most hispanic households yeah yeah the turkey's cool the turkey's fine but if you're going over to someone's house if you are leaving the comfort of your home to go to your abuela or your tia's house, there better be some fucking fed knee on that table. It is, it, it is so crisp. It, it like a good fed knee, right? It is crisp on the outside. They've left all the fat on it, and you know it's kind of caramelized and marbleized, whatever the fuck that word what is. What part of the and pig is this? I don't even know, man. It's not the belly. Perhaps. What was? What's it? What's it? I'm gonna Google this while you're talking about it. What's the name? Bedni. Uh, it's a P-E-R-N-I-L. Um, and as soon as you crack into it, the inside is just all moist and and uh, and and keeps this moisture. Unlike the aforementioned turkey that Mark uh, shit on for about five minutes. It is a uh, pork shoulder. Um, Never knew that. Is I mean that's my that's how your boy makes the best fucking pulled pork in the land. Um, <laughs> Mike's gonna be pissed. Pernil recipe, also known as Puerto Rican pork shoulder. Why is it always Puerto Rican? Why is it always Puerto Rican? Whatever. When I was looking up coquito recipes this uh, this this weekend, it was always a Puerto Rican eggnog. Look, I have no problem with the Puerto Ricans, but they didn't fucking invent everything. <laughs> See how he has no problem with them, folks? <laughs> he got so angry. <laughs> I like I like touching the Puerto Rican Dominican fault line. It makes me very happy. <laughs> Um, so your second thing is the pernil. Yes. Bedni. Say it right. Say it again. Bedni. So you don't say the L? Okay. Um, so I want to try this now, by the way. The Puerto Ricans clearly understand how to make it good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we as a family realized this was like five or six years ago that there was always an insane amount of ham left over. Um, on things after Thanksgiving, and that's because while we all enjoy a ham sandwich, none of us are really just gonna eat a big old piece of ham. Um, so we stop buying ham. Um, sometimes if we have people over, we'll get like a small one or something, right? And my dad, poor my dad, you know, being us being the uh, meat eaters that we are in my family, my dad said a few years ago, five six years ago, fuck it, I want prime rib on Thanksgiving. So that's what we do, quite frankly. The turkey is not this. The turkey is just there. My dad likes to. I think my dad only keeps the turkey around and hasn't kicked it out because he likes making the turkey soup. All right. He likes mm. to use the turkey for the soup. We are a prime ribs family. And my brother and I have been debating um, past couple days whether we want to sous vide the prime rib or not. You know, try to get that perfect uh, consistency throughout. Though there is an issue there because people aren't necessarily uniform. Pardon, pardon me. <clears throat> and how they uh, enjoy their beef. So maybe you do want some more well-done bits and more rare bits in there too. The other end of that is to come to our house. They can eat the beef however we like it, you know, at that point and how we cook it. So yeah, I'm uh, we're a big fan of prime rib. Nothing crazy, you know, salt, pepper, garlic. But yeah, that's my second one. Marcus? Uh, Yeah, for my next one, uh, another fairly standard one that i've always enjoyed as a kid and still as an adult do uh mashed potatoes is always a good solid side um again 
mixing it with other things. If you can't have the turkey sandwiches because there's no dinner rolls, you know, the mashed potatoes can be a good supplement with the turkey to give it some moisture um, and to help you kind of help. You know, sometimes you get I'm just shitting on turkey a lot because it is the worst part of the meal. If, you, if you're chewing on a bunch of dry turkey, sometimes it could be hard to swallow to get that saliva to get it down. And I feel, you know, you put a little mashed potatoes kind of helps everything, oh, you know, Marcus, get let me tell you, that mashed potato ends up on some prime rib. That's the money That's, part for me. That's yeah. right. You get a little gravy in there, too. I'm like, woo, this is too it good. It accents well with the Mike other. Mike making a face like it doesn't sound good. Which part of this do you not like? It's it's not anything you're saying per se. I'm just not a huge fan of mashed potatoes just in general. I mean, well, fair enough. I mean, yeah, to each his own. But yeah, always a big fan. Something I'll glob a bunch on because I could always down it. Um, yeah, one of my favorites. I don't necessarily think mashed potato is among the best ways to prepare a potato. Personally, I, you know, I'm sure potatoes are potato, versatile. <laughs> quite, you know what's the worst way to eat a potato? Pretty much. I mean, Rock. besides fucking boiling besides, it. besides fucking boiling it. <laughs> Baked potato, extremely overrated. What? You gotta I was put about a to... lot on it. You gotta yeah, put yo, stuff on yo, it. No, that's it. Baked potato itself. You, you gotta do a lot potato, of shit to it. Yo, you rub that shit in some rock salt. You bake that bitch. You crack it open. You put a little bacon in there. You put a little sour cream. You put a shit ton of butter. Although, as I say this, you're I describing think I'm a lot of. <laughs> I just. Like... I think I'm realizing I just like butter, sour cream, and bacon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you can, put you know people put all those things inside of mashed potatoes too, Mike. <laughs> just, that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to – half of mashed potatoes are butter, okay? But, yeah, baked potato, chives, cheese, sour cream, bacon. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm just it's saying obscene. on its own, a baked potato is very, you know, it's just a potato. But you know what? A long time ago when I lived in Syracuse um, – when I when I was working in Syracuse and I was too lazy to cook, yo, just throw in a fucking potato into the into the oven. Forty five minutes later, I have dinner. There you you go. can you can nuke no that potato too, that. and it's not bad. I'm just saying it's not bad. You nuke a potato, okay? I but did it the other day. It's less sad when you're baking a potato and you're eating it. Rather you know than what I mean? This is I, this is a tip for people who got who uh, just like potatoes in general. You put a potato. Okay, you get some smaller potatoes, you know, like those like mini ones you can buy at the supermarket. You nuke them, you know, you wash them, you nuke them. You make, you, then you uh, smash them with like the back of a cup and you throw that shit in the oven. It gets crispy. Wonderful. You need oil too, by the way. Have you tried, have you tried air frying just a whole potato before? Have you tried that yet? No, I have did what I just described. I've done with air frying though. What am I going to do? With, I'm going to air fry a whole potato. What's that going to do? I don't know, man. You know, you're bored one day. You're like, fuck it. Let me just air fry a whole potato. See what happens. The next time you visit, we'll just air fry a potato, Mike. That's what's going to happen. There we go. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what's your third uh, one? All right. So my third one. All right. So, so far, I have got uh, white cheese empanadas. I've got the knee. And I'm going to go with, all right, uh, I'm going to cheat a bit. It's going to be. Shrimp salad slash potato salad. All right. I've had this shrimp salad. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, you made it. But me to Friendsgiving. Was it was it potato salad or shrimp? You salad? did shrimp. I remember it was shrimp salad. I remember, shrimp salad. I remember you telling me this idea, and I'm just like, this is just out of left field entirely. But okay, let's have shrimp salad. <laughs> Are we talking um, green salad with shrimp, or is it more no, potato no, no, no. salad? Uh, so it's it's a potato salad with uh, with shrimp in it. Um, mm, gotcha. Uh, something my my mother's made for the longest time. Um, 
outside of the the bed knee, which let's face it, but, but like any type of protein, that's really more of like a, a main dish thing. So I kind of cheated a bit on that one. But um, in terms of actual side dishes, you know, your true shooting guards, um, that's going to be my, my number one pick. Um, nice uh, shrimp salad with, uh, with, I guess, our version of King's Hawaiian. It'll be like a sweet bread. You take a, you, you, you take a, a spoonful of shrimp salad, you put it, you, you, you glob it onto some sweet bread, change your life, man. Yeah, honestly, Thanksgiving for me, it just turns into a fucking KFC famous bowl. Like, it just kind of just come, becomes a pile of food, all right? It all becomes friendly with one another, um, which is right, cranberry sauce. I'm not, about to, I'm not about to pick cranberry sauce, but I do like it. It's ability to fit with all this stuff that's very savory. Is impressive. Um, I guess I'll say a dessert for this one because I've said I'm pretty much just going to do my own thing. I said a fucking protein, a side dish, a dessert. Um, pecan pie. I love Delicious, pecan pie. Man. I always Anytime. say pe- I always say pecan pie. I say like I don't you know. But pecan. I don't, I don't yeah, but I don't say like what'd you buy? Oh, I bought some pecans. You know, I'll say mm-hmm. I bought pecans. But when it comes to the pie, pecan pie, and I've learned. It's not an easy pie to make. It really isn't. Um, I watched it's some like videos full on it. Pecans that are in there, right? Yeah, and like it's very easy to burn. Um, apparently, I don't. Uh, I'm not much. I mean, I like making bread, but in general, my baking skills are very lacking. So I will not be contributing a pie ever. Um, I pretty much made everything else on the table, though: stuffing, turkey, prime rib, mashed potatoes. Matt, honestly, man, put your mashed potatoes in a fucking food processor or a blender or something. Make your life easy. Don't just, you know, or deal with, or don't bitch about lumps. That's how you do it. Um, but I love pecan pie. I like pie in general, certain pies at least. Pecan pie on Thanksgiving's, uh, makes me very happy. You know, forget a little pecan pie or maybe a little small slice of apple pie. We're watching that third NFL game, you know, there's three now, right? Yeah. The third one, um, the Dolphins have already lost surely, or the, the, the Lions have already lost. The Cowboys have hopefully lost. And some bullshit game is on third, and I'm eating pie. That's my third one. Marcus, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I'll keep it with the sides. I, I I think desserts could be its own thing. You know, I'm a big fan of pumpkin pie with some whipped cream. Uh, I, I do the dessert Thanksgiving on my Greek side, so I'll have, like, baklava and stuff like that. But as I was thinking of just sides, I do like the candied yams. Are quite good. And I think anytime you can just put a bunch of fucking marshmallows on top of something and put butter on top of that and then bake it, you're kind of already in the, it, the right. It not space. being a dessert. Uh, with the, I mean, I don't. I'm, is it not counting as a dessert? Is a no, 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 no. It is. It is a side <laughs> that is for the main meal, but it very much fits the dessert sweet palette. Um, yeah. I mean, you're basically just looking at sweet potatoes and then brown sugar and uh, marshmallows. Kind of hard to hate i would have said but it's not really part of my thanksgiving i wish it would be because i think bobby you do it i would love some macaroni and cheese in here too but not really something that our family does we kind of keep more traditional, yeah so i'm the one who pushed that in my family i just one day looked up a mac and cheese i looked up i saw that a uh, john legend had a mac and cheese recipe and i started making it and uh it's a pretty good recipe if people want mac if you like your mac and cheese more on the lasagna ish consistency more like a you want a piece of mm-hmm. mac and cheese it's more so like that. Um, if you're looking for something creamier, I also there's a New York Times mac and cheese. Apparently, cottage cheese is the key to getting your mac and cheese mm, really good. Cottage yeah. cheese, full fat, 
Full fat. Listen, we're not going to die here. It melts different, right? It kind of clumps it's just like you would, together a little. The blender gets in. It gets mixed together. It's good. Um, but yeah, um, I'm not. Candy yams has never been a thing. We do a green bean casserole. My mom really likes it. I'm pretty much just like the fried onion bits on top. Yeah, I don't well, like sorry. green beans at all. So we, we we have green beans at my. Apparently, my grandma makes great green beans, but I'm like, no thanks, grandma. Hey, you, you know what? You get green beans. You throw a little bit of um. A little mushroom in there, you know. I'm I'm a happy person, um, but yeah, that's our Thanksgiving picks. Um, Mike, do you have anything else for this? Uh, no, that's that's about it. Um, I guess uh, the oh, the the other thing uh, I would say that's great about Thanksgiving is uh, the next day when you start blowing uh, way too much money on uh, items that are you know deeply discounted for the next month. I thought you were going to talk about making leftovers and stuff because there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do with some of the leftovers. Well, I mean, I guess the best part of turkey isn't the turkey on the day, you know, it's the mm -hmm. subsequent uh, turkey sandwiches for the next three to four days. Absolutely. And you get to crack that wishbone. And then what about desserts, Mike? Do you guys have any unique desserts? Because me and Bobby talked about a couple of desserts we had. Uh, the only real unique dessert that we do is flan. Um, mm, from That's good. From what That's I've nice. been, from what other people have told me for years, my mother makes a great flan. I hate flan, so <laughs> okay. that's always been something that's been untouched. Flan's real I've weird. I'll eat I it, like but it's not my jam. It's not my thing necessarily. Um, yeah, custard, custard-based desserts aren't aren't really the things I'm checking for normally. If someone wants to make tiramisu a big part of Thanksgiving, I'd Ooh, be that'd that. be good. Yeah. Um, let's do stuff we like. Um, it's going to be a short episode this week, for folks. Do we want to talk about the Survivor Series egg thing? Do we care enough to even do that? Now that I'm thinking well, about it, it was so stupid. None of us like it, so no. no. it's not. Fuck it. Do better, WWE. Although, speaking of the Survivor Series egg thing, uh, the thing that came from, I actually really did like, uh, which is uh, Red Notice, the movie with The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot, which premiered on netflix i think this past friday uh it's a really good movie uh like a comedy spy flick um best part of the movie didn't even come in the movie honestly it was during survivor series as i as i mentioned to the guys uh, as we were talking about it before the podcast uh you gotta love that the rock finessed vince mcmahon to promote his movie throughout the whole pay-per-view and he never showed up. He never showed up to the Survivor Series, which also was kind of in honor of him, you know, because it was 25 years since he debuted at Survivor Series. And, uh, you know, he, he got his name out in WWE. He got his movie promoted basically for free. And he was at home drinking his Terramana and having his cheat meal. So shout outs to The Rock. Uh Red Notice, very good movie. Looking forward to the sequel. Uh, I watched uh, Shang Chi this past uh, this past weekend. Mm -hmm. I know everybody else probably see, has already seen this movie. Um, checked all the boxes for a standard Marvel origin story. Um, I, you know, you had the funny friend Aquafina was in there. She was funny. Um, I liked Wong being in the movie. It made me happy. Um, it kind of shows you how much fuck you money Marvel's playing with these days and the level they're at where like they get Ben Kingsley 
to redo his to do his role as the Mandarin again. Ben Kingsley's a serious, well, like world-renowned actor, and they're like, "Hey, you want to do this thing again where everybody fucking hated?" He's like, "Okay, I will do it." Um, uh, what's the guy's the main actor's name? Simu. Simu Liu. Yeah. Simu yeah. Liu. Um. Yeah, I thought he was really good. He hosted SNL too. I saw some of that. Um, it was good. Yeah, that was that was interesting. That's all I got, though. Uh, Marcus, what do you got this week? Uh, yeah, there's a handful of things. Uh, this past weekend, we kind of, you know, I live in a pretty nice neighborhood, and there's some nice restaurants around here that I don't frequent often enough. But uh, perchance this last week, uh, I got to try a few of them out, and I was like, oh man, there's a lot of fancy good shit around here that I should definitely partake in more. Um, I had, I mean, I'm sure this is like a chain, but I never have it. Amici's, uh, East coast pizza. I'm sure that's a uh, blasphemy to, to Mike. Um, but it was really nah, good. No, you're fine. Okay, yeah. I, I, was I haven't surprised. had Amici's in so long, bro. It's good. I've had it. It's, it's really yeah, good. We, I usually just get pizza around where we live. And then, um, you know, me and Christine had too many, uh, special cookies. So we're like, we're, we're ordering DoorDash. Let's see what's <laughs> on DoorDash. And Amici's was there, and I was like, oh, this is from what I remember a decade ago. This was like really good stuff. So we, we got an Amici's, like a uh, green pepper sausage onion pizza, and that was fantastic. Um, and then the next day, we uh, Christine hadn't seen The Eternals yet, and there wasn't a lot of movie theaters playing it. Um, but one of the kind of fancier theaters around here is called The Lot, and it's one of those theaters where you can actually like order food and drinks and stuff while you see the movie. It has been it's been in our town for a couple years, and I actually never been i didn't even really know where it was in the like shopping area that it's in um but yeah we we saw the movie it was what i would kind of refer to as like a more upscale um alamo draft house uh where the food's really good it's a little pricey um you know you are eating at movie theater so i was kind of expecting to 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 pay a little bit more than normal Uh, but the food was great and it made the whole experience of watching the movie quite pleasurable you know getting to chow down on a bunch of fish and chips uh, while I watched that. And then after the movie, we went to Salt and Straw, which is kind of like a fancy ice cream place. The ice cream was fucking amazing. That was really good. So I was like, oh, there's a couple spots here that, you know, can't go all the time. This stuff's a little pricey. But, you know, when I'm feeling up for it, these are some nice places to have a good movie experience, a fantastic pizza well, well, or some well, quality I'm sorry to cut cream. you up, but Salt and Straw, no. I, I, we were talking about it in the office. Which one did you get? Mm. What flavor did you get? Uh, I went with the standard flavors. So one of them was this like cold brew coffee pistachio mix. Mm. And that one was really good. Um, and then I, I'm kind of a plain Jane. I love just vanilla ice cream. So they have this double fold vanilla. And that was fucking fantastic, too. Like their ice cream is just so creamy and rich and flavorful. I mean, look, it's hard to fuck up ice cream. I'll take it from anywhere. I'll, I'll take a couple scoops from uh thrifts thrift stores and shit that we have over here but uh this was this was some some grade a stuff so i really enjoyed that it's kind of good to know you know stuff's in the backyard whenever you know i'm feeling like i need to elevate my uh my eating experience or movie experiences uh you know the couple good places i can hit up um i did want to mention um i did mention it last week cowboy bebop the live action adaptation dropped on netflix i've only watched three episodes i've really enjoyed it and you know i it seems to be quite diverse online of what people think about it. Uh, as someone that was a huge fan of the anime, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Cowboy Bebop is the top tier anime I ever watched. That is the best anime masterclass. Um, and when I heard they're doing a live action adaptation, 
that's an uphill battle. There's really no way you're ever going to reach the heights of the original. Um, at best, you can just not fuck it up completely. And I think that's kind of what they did here. Like from the episodes I watched, I think tonally it struggles a little bit because Cowboy Bebop was very unique in that it was able to play with these different tonal setups of being just like fucking cool and awesome with the music but also strike a serious tone. And I think that's what the show is struggling with a little bit is doing its serious moments and scenes and having those really resonate. I, I do feel like the whole show just kind of plays off very kind of silly and campy and fun. And I'm totally fine with that. And, and I do want to give a huge shout out. And I think John Cho does a great job as Spike, but I think the guy, and I can't remember his name who does jet is fucking spot on like that dude's voice. He, he might as well have done the dub. Because like he, and not only does he just sound like that character, he really embodies that character. Um, so I thought that casting was fantastic. There hasn't been a lot of Faye. Uh, she was in the first episode. I really enjoyed her, um, you know, role in, in in the series so far. And, and overall, you know, compared to the anime, they've have really kind of stuck close to some of the episodes and the arcs at those episodes. But they've also changed a decent amount of it too. Uh, and some of it's not for the better. I. I the few episodes that I've saw, I think vicious and Julia and that storyline with spike, which was very kind of diluted in the anime. You always got these little bits and pieces of it until you kind of closed out the, the, the series and you kind of figured out like, okay, where, how do those storylines and these flashbacks actually kind of like make sense? And I, I think the show is a little bit more upfront with like, yeah, this is exactly, these are who these characters are. This is kind of what happened in the past. They do kind of tiptoe around it, but, not as much as the anime and the actor that are playing vicious and the actress playing Julia. Like I just, from what I remember, Julia was a very, she seemed like a very quiet, beautiful, soft-spoken character. And the Julia here is a little bit more kind of, you know, I think she, she has more character and credibility, but it also just doesn't seem as like, I don't know, like likable is the right word. I don't know. I'm only three episodes in, so there's quite a bit to get through still. Um, but I what I will say is like, I really enjoyed the show. You know, Cowboy Bebop is really a show that first and foremost is just fucking cool. Like, especially with the anime, the music, the animation, how fluid everything is, how the fight scenes play out, like cool and fucking awesome is just like front and center throughout the whole anime. And I think the show definitely tries that. And I think it nails it for the most part. Like, Spike is just a cool character. I think John does a great job in that role, um, but it obviously doesn't hit the heights that the anime does. It, it'd be impossible. You know, the, that that is a masterclass. I never expected it to. So what I expected of the show and what I've gotten, I've been very pleased with. So I'm, I'm interested in watching more. Um, I think that's all I got this week. So yeah, that's it. All right, boys and girls. Um, yeah, short episode this week. Um, I know a lot of people took this week off. Um even if you didn't, hope you have a really nice Thanksgiving. Um, this is my favorite holiday, actually. Um, not a big fan of Christmas and stuff like that. I'm a fan of this holiday, quite frankly, just because it's me spending time with my family. And we all cook and, uh, you know, we watch some football, which I don't even care who's playing. Something to watch. And, yeah, and then, you know, we all lean into commercialism while we're on our laptops during that football game to see what we can buy. Um, so... We're going to end this podcast so Mike and I can talk about which TV he's going to, you know, he's going to invest gobble in. Gobble up. Which one he's going to gobble up this Thanksgiving. 
I mean, come on, guys. It's, 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 it's a Thanksgiving it's joke. All right, all right. Oh, oh, oh! Just one quick thing. So my mother doesn't appreciate my uh, my dad jokes, and mm. I thought I'd made a good one um, the other day because I was I, I was stretching my comedic chops and that I was going into a different language, right? Ooh, okay. So, um, we were we were cooking something, and she mentioned how like. You know, um, the grease isn't healthy, right? Mm. So then I told her, um, you know, what does what does a Mexican who doesn't care about their health say? And she's like, what? And I said, viva la grasa. And she gave me nothing on that. Nothing. Absolutely just, nothing. It wasn't that good. It was good. <laughs> was um, good. Okay. I'll leave viva you with this. Like, like, viva la raza. Come on. I, I know. I, I got it. I understood. <laughs> um, I'm going to leave you with this. It's advice that uh, the great Wu-Tang Financial Twitter account gave me four years ago. Mm, okay. With respect to Black Friday, most of the shit you want to buy you don't need. 50% off a depreciating asset is still money best saved or invested for long-term capital gains or, extra, right. sec- or extra security in case the next recession fucks you up hard. Okay. That's I was going to do some, that. like, protect your neck or something. But no! Okay. It's, a, a, it's a depreciating asset you're buying, all right? <laughs> Granted, I spent half of today looking at random knives I don't need for the kitchen, but... It's about the joy it brings you, not about the value it yeah. means. Try, try to find some $15 shit that uh, brings you joy. Thank all you right, guys, next week we're going to talk about this Jose Aldo-Rob um, Font fight. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about Oraguchi and Pettis. Between now and then, Mark and I are going to figure out who is a champion, who isn't a champion, and if there's a championship on the line at all. Get all um, sorted. Mike will have spent a lot of money between now and then. Uh, we'll see what he bought. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Be back next week. Well, happy Thanksgiving to all of you, to you and yours. Be safe out there. You know, if you're going to see people, for the love of God, get vaccinated. Uh, I was Dr. Law. That was DJ Mark. And that was Lavender Gooms. Uh, peace out. See ya. See ya.